0: Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe, yeah, they're good players, they said, but they need some more finished product, some more final product. They can't score goals, they said. Ask and you shall receive. Are you not entertained? Welcome to the Gooners Podcast, Season 6, Episode 54. Jared, Boxing Day, man.
1: What a holiday season Arsenal has brought to us. The kids are passing out gifts everywhere, and I absolutely love it.
0: Dude, I'm I'm so here for this. It, it's like a reversal. Normally, the old fucks are the ones who are having to buy presents for the kids. And this year, I'm just sitting back, being entertained, being given three points after three points uh it's it's lovely and um and even though i don't celebrate boxing day what i mean is that do you have to celebrate christmas to celebrate boxing day or or is it two completely different things
1: it's two completely different things okay so you're Um, on
0: the team you're on team boxing day now i'm on team boxing day i'm actually allowed to participate uh one of our our open questions for the day so if you're in the if you're in the green room i'm sorry if you're in the red room uh waiting on uh on your open mic appearance or if you're in the chat and considering coming in at com. not only do we want to hear your man of the match but we do want to also hear which player on Arsenal would make the best boxer uh pound for pound because it is boxing day and you may not select Sadio Classenat uh so it has to come from somebody else keep it to yourself until you come on air and uh and, and then we want to hear that from you but uh Obviously today, Norwich five, Georgina just scored, of course, uh, a penalty. Norwich five, no, Norwich nil, Arsenal five. Uh, even though the U.S. broadcast had all the scores reversed at halftime today, uh, I'm not going to do the same thing. So, uh, Jared, is there anything before, I mean, just before we get to it, is there anything to complain about from today? Or, or, or is this just exactly what we need to be doing against teams of this nature?
1: Yeah, I think it's the latter. I think, you know, If you're complaining about anything, it's because you're really, really digging deep trying to find something from beginning to end. It was a good performance. There was no real let off like we've seen in the past when we scored. And, you know, it'd be hard to pick out someone who didn't play a good game. Now, obviously, Norwich is going to need an absolute miracle not to be relegated. They look terrible. But uh, yeah, like you said, it's a matter of going out and doing what you need to do, bumping up the goal difference in the games where it's there to be got. and, And they certainly did that today. Yeah, I mean, we
0: we've had a flat track. That flat track, you know, whether you consider it to end on Tuesday because of playing a team that that's got a lot more rest than we will have had in Wolves, or whether that ends uh, on New Year's Day, that's up to you. But uh, but stacking up points and putting them in the bag, and uh, and and it certainly is is making Europe look that much more accessible. So let's get started uh, with the open mics tonight. We've got. Uh, We've got some room in the in the red room if you want to join us, but we've got a good group and and I got nowhere else to be uh, at the moment. I don't know about you, but uh, so so we're gonna we're gonna give some time to people. Probably try to keep it to about five minutes each if we can. But you know how we you know how we get. Fergus, hey, how you doing? Guns and ribbons today, Fergus. Hey, just wandering around uh a city such as leeds I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm
2: not in leeds i don't have to hold my uh my, my phone to my ears uh, just to listen to you last time i couldn't hear you at all see your
0: face rather than your I, I, i've
2: you even got the cans face. on look i look like proper f- professional don't i
0: i've always been a big fan of your cans yeah yeah um, i bet
2: you have oh, well after meeting you in the uh in the toilets i knew you like my cans from that moment onwards yeah, jared I'm, how are you doing yeah, hang on mike jared how yeah. are you doing Merry Christmas.
1: well sir great to see you again fergus how are you
2: <laughs> yeah very 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 good
0: um, you, you talk about on, how we on, met in the toilets but we don't you, you don't mention how you followed me in there which is the weird part but um,
2: i i i i required to go to those toilets i didn't well, know you were in there but like you know
0: hey you didn't hear, the moaning, out, the, you didn't hear the moaning and the no no let's and go and outside is that what the song says <laughs> there, was, there was american uh accent moaning coming on from the, toilet. so, yeah. Right, well, you, the toilets. yeah well you, you, you talk about you toilet.
2: talk about boxing day for all the irish and american irish in the group it's saint stephen's day okay so it, uh, it yeah it's boxing day here in england but uh, saint stephen's day is what i was brought up with um and and that's what the day is all about boxing day is something to do with about the ren boys go around collecting money uh singing carols and stuff at um uh to, to earn some money through the uh through the through the through the um through the Christmas period the game bloody hell boxing Granite Shack is my boxer Granite Shaka is my boxer can't stand him I'd love to box him um but you know he's the one that you would just thought he would he'd 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 have a row he wakes up in the morning has a shave unlike me he is he a shave and he looks in the mirror and he boxes the mirror he hits the mirror because what? he wants to have a row with somebody
0: my only reason—I mean, I—I I, I was gonna say no, no Klasenek, no Xhaka, but the only reason I left Xhaka in there is because not every boxer who's aggressive is actually skilled and t- like like I'd see him possibly making some dumb decisions and like you know getting okay. or or getting getting um you know getting disqualified. Uh, okay, one.
1: in tight, if he gets you in the corner, he's gonna you're gonna catch some elbows. You might catch a headbutt. He's he's gonna fight you dirty. He'd be a difficult one to overcome, I think.
2: There, there, there is an alternative on the boxers. You could you could go Nenny, He's a journeyman. He'll just get boxed. You know, he'll just take the punches, take the money, carry on, step in the ring next week. He'll do the same thing all over again and again. Um, what a great game. Five goals. Uh, brought a, a goal difference to plus seven, I think. Uh, you know, we just need spurs with their games in hand uh to and i don't want to talk about them too much but if they just drop one of those and burnley away brighton away are both really difficult games for them um and they're going to have uh, some fixture congestion so um if they drop one of those we're in there west ham you know like this this will go in a couple of days it's the decorations. West Ham come down with the decorations, and they're, they're proving the point that they you know they do it every time. Uh, my my highlight, and I know I know you're limited because you've got a, a big uh, red room, not green room. Um, <laughs> my highlight was Odegaard, Saka, and Martinelli. The combination of the three of them. Now I, I've not been a huge fan of Martin Odegaard. I I thought it was a good, sensible buy in the sense of. He was 34 million. He's 21, 22 years of age. You couldn't go wrong in the sense that we get our money back uh, on on the fella. But he just, he's not getting annoyed with his fellow players. He's uh, looking like he's getting a bit more dogged and um, determined in the way he goes. Uh, And he seems to have this little connection going on with Saka and Martinelli. And, you know, Saka... We've all sang his praises left, right, and center, but Martinelli.
0: Um, Question to you two guys. What's that? Is he going to get a song, Martinelli? I mean, what more does he need to do? Martinelli has got a song. Okay, sing it. Oh Martinelli da 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 da
2: He comes from San Paolo. Oh, it's, right. it's a shit song.
0: Yeah. Impersonally.
2: <laughs> I like the start bit like. and he plays for us. So no. he gets battered, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you I was he gonna ask you,
3: you battered
2: today. <laughs> um well, I got battered yesterday, Jesus. Um but yeah. that's a different that's a different story. Um, a question for you guys. You know, um Oh God! How 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 good! Uh, sorry, no. Uh, Martinelli um, da, 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 da. was Artella Artella Arteta correct in holding him back for as long as he did, Jared?
1: You know, th- those could go either way, and it's hard to say right now that he was wrong to handle him the way he did because he's hit the starting lineup and he's flying now. Who's to say, you know, if he brings him on the start of the season, he doesn't do the same thing. But uh, you you never really know. It's kind of always a roll of the dice with the young players. But right now, I don't really have any criticism of the handling. We're sat fourth after Boxing Day. We're at the halfway point of the season. We're on pace for 70 points. Martinelli scoring goals. So right now, I have no complaints with the way he handled them. I think the the season's gone probably better than most people would have expected. So uh, as of now, I really don't have any complaint with it. Mike? Okay, and,
0: and I've said repeatedly, I would rather argue in favor of the known than argue against the unknown. Um, you can't, you just can't know what would have happened if A, B, or C occurred. You can't assume that Saliba would be having a great season here if we hadn't sold him. You can't assume that Mavropanos would be a solid Premier League center back simply because he was player of the month last month in Germany. You can't assume that Martinelli with a different injury recovery level, with a different mentality, with a different situation going surrounding the team would have just been scoring goals for fun and and covering the, the, the ground on the pitch that he's covering from minute one to minute 80 if he had been playing in those games that William played last year. I'm not suggesting that I'm in favor of Willian having played in front of Martinelli. I'm just saying you you just can't plug in the now and, and assume that it would have been replicated all throughout had he played. So, you know, I, I don't, I mean, it's an interesting thing to talk about, but I don't believe in in speculating on things that you cannot possibly prove one way or the other. Uh, so I have no choice other than to to come out in favor of the way it's been handled because he certainly seems into it. He seems dedicated. He doesn't seem that he is in any way carrying any kind of resentment towards having been kept out of the squad. And, um, and and you you got a guy who's hungry and ready to play for you every week. He's the first name on the team sheet for me right now. And uh, and he's earned that. You know, I'm not so, sure that would have been the case last year. You might have seen some bad performances and, and, and his shoulders drop. So
2: I, I, not, tonight's result is done. Um, and it, in fairness, before this result... I thought three 0 and we end up at five 0 I think is fantastic. Um, we got Wolves at home uh, in a couple of days' time. Again, I'd look at that one as a victory, probably two nil. Uh, you well, take
0: any you take any victory in that game just because they're going to be better rested than we are. It's two games in less than forty eight hours. To me, that's one of those games where we have to show our character and just just get the three points, no the, matter the how h- you get them. Fluky penalty in the 84th minute. I don't care. Doesn't matter. The huge one for me and the huge test for me is
2: halfway through the season, as uh, Jared said, we've reached that halfway point, is the Man City game on New Year's Day. That's huge for me. And, uh, listen, uh, I I don't necessarily expect to win, but I I expect a performance more than anything else. That's that's it. Mike, you've got loads of other people. Uh, Thanks very much for having me on um uh, hopefully you did more of a
0: hosting job on this one than uh than, than an open mic job and i and, and we appreciate that um uh, well, always the constant <laughs> <professional. laughs> um hope your family's doing well feeling well um I've got my daughter in the basement. So that sounds awful. She's got yeah, COVID, does. so she's isolating in the, in the basement right now. Yeah, there, some, some, some
2: kids have been in basements for years. You know that. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, it's, it's been two days for her. We're, hope,
0: we're hoping that. She is your daughter. She's
2: not somebody else's daughter. She's no, sure. no.
0: She, she's mine, and, and, and we're trying to make sure that she gets better. And uh, I'm not quite sure why I brought that up but other than just to say yeah. that Look, uh, listen, you know, we know everybody's sick right now, so I wish everybody... Uh, uh good health and uh and we're gonna move on so fergus if i don't talk to, i will talk to you but happy but... and
2: healthy new year to you all thank you see you later
0: same to you fergus. Care, thank Ferg. you all right we have joining us next if i can get this to work hold on there we go thank you he did it himself joining us next all the way from we haven't seen this guy in a long time uh and the last time we saw him i don't think things were that great so Joining us from the furthest east of anyone in the, green, the red room right now, Drago. What's hey, up, Drago? Aka whatever, Bulgarian Gunner. Uh, it's great to see you again, and under much much happier circumstances than I think the last time you joined us.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think it was one of our best performances of this season, because I think not only because we played well, everything come to fruition. But uh, I think we were playing against the officials today as well.
1: Kind of always were... seems to
4: be the case, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, So many calls going against us today. I mean, it was remarkable.
1: That's part oh. of being Arsenal. And I think it was very telling, even the announcer, at least when I was watching when Jaka gets his yellow, that was pretty soft yellow. He even said, well, if you see granite Jacca, it's probably a yellow yeah. card. So I think everybody, it's not just us, even people who aren't strictly Arsenal fans, see what we see. And it's just kind of that mentality that a lot of times it feels like at least, or not officiated the same way as maybe some other teams maybe.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's about the nicest way I've ever, I've ever heard it put. Uh, always, always level and, and, and calm from Jared. But, uh, but yeah, that uh, it, it's constant. It's It's almost, you just know it's coming and that's why it even brings me more joy to see this team kind of overcoming those things, not, Feeling victimized and still coming out and, and being hungry. Uh, Drago, interrupt me if you have anything specific you want to cover that we're not talking about. But uh, Ben White at right back that was kind of the one main change today. Forced because tell me, uh, I'm hearing he has COVID.
4: Uh, yep. I thought it was all, a, all of our right backs have COVID, apparently. <laughs> I think there's <laughs> four right on back. the
1: roster, and all four have COVID right now.
0: I, I mean, I heard uh, Lauren even has uh, uh <laughs> you know, COVID right now. We're really worried about it. No, um. But, uh, I mean, other than Rankle the, uh the, the supporters of, of Norwich, did he do anything wrong in that position today? Can you?
4: Um, I'm really impressed with uh, White at right back today. I think he got forward, kept his positioning really well, one on one defending really well. Overall, I'm pleasantly surprised by Ben White this season. I have to say, I was skeptical when he came in, big money. I would have invested that in midfield in the summer and probably kept Saliba or I don't know. But uh, being pleasantly surprised by him, I think he has a mean streak in him as well. He doesn't uh, lay down. He stood up to challenges. Really solid.
0: He seems like the type that like people are going to try to go after because they think he's got like a soft underbelly, but it turns yeah. out not so much. No. Yeah, um, last
1: week against Leeds, you know, forehead to forehead with Rafinha, today with Paqueta. He, he's got a little bit of Jaka in him, and and I like somebody with a little bit of edge and a little bit of toughness. You yeah, can't have but too many also, of those because we're never going to be yeah. able to keep a team on the pitch, but I, I kind of like that side because I think we need a bit of not, that.
4: Unlike, unlike Jaka, it's not stupid, H, you know. He, mm-hmm. he knows when to cool it. And, that's and, it's not, and, it's not directed,
0: and it's not directed at his own fan base. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Directed at the opposition,
0: which is always nice. Um, so who's your boxer? Uh, who's your Arsenal boxer?
4: Uh, I had a thought about it for a couple of minutes. I'm going to go with Gabriel because oh, okay. I think he can take a punch or two. He's lost his tooth a couple of times, and he kept going.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a, that. that he, he can either play hockey or or, or or be a boxer with the amount of tooth
1: loss that he has. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good shout
0: yeah, no, that's good. I, I hadn't I hadn't really thought about him now, and uh, and he's just he's just solid. Like you could jab him all day and he's not going to go down. Um, A lot of
4: signing, brilliant
0: and, and signing. We, I just last year, Gabriel was either feast or famine. Like you 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 always knew he was in the game because you were either saying, "Wow, look at that guy that yeah. we signed," or we were saying, "Whoa, he he does not." You know, after his COVID and and the recovery, he was really just not himself. This season. I barely notice him. And again, if I'm if I'm not noticing somebody, it's usually because they're just playing solid, solid seven and a half. They're not, you know, they're not doing anything special, but they're, you know, I mean, all I ever saw when I watched Arsenal games in recent years was was Mustafi and Bellerin. Like they're all they were just dominating Jesus. my my viewing pattern because it was just constant. No, like like this whole, and I don't have that feeling with anybody now uh, on this team. So it's great. Um, yeah, man, of the I match. think our, oh, our back
4: four deserve a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our back there, four as a unit. Deserve a lot of credit. I mean,
0: maybe City, but is there a better back four right now? That, as far as I mean, th- this partnership has come together so quickly, and it's so solid. You just you, you just don't see mistakes at the back. You see good teams taking advantage of us, a la Liverpool, but you don't see mistakes at the back right now. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's that's been almost completely solved almost overnight with, with the summer signing.
4: Yeah, Arteta deserves a lot of credit. I mean, whatever you can say about Arteta, I had his doubts about him, but if you want to build a successful team, you build from the back. That's your foundations. you got to build a defense first. I believe in that. So he deserves a lot of credit for that.
0: Yeah, and it seems to now be uh, kind of bleeding forward in the sense that the solid back is bleeding forward to the front. The midfield is still kind of you know the the soft spot yeah, because we so, don't you know but 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 it's something to build off of uh, I think. So your man of the match. I'm I'm thinking there's four or five that we and we forgot to get Fergus's, uh, but there's about four or five yeah, I, I think, think you could uh, probably choose.
4: Odegaard would be an obvious one, but I'm gonna go with Martinelli. He didn't get an assist or a goal today, but he was crucial in the first two goals. Uh, He played a part in the first goal, and the second goal, he was on the right, pressing, winning the ball. And from then on, we got the second. He was relentless, absolutely relentless. He reminds me a lot of Alexis Sanchez. But it seems that uh, Arteta has tamed him. You know, Fergus raised the question, was he justified in holding him back? I think he is because... When he came in, uh, Arteta wasn't happy with his positioning. Didn't know where to start. And I think he's been proven right.
0: He was like a raw, untamed Arta, uh, Alexis. Running around, exactly. showing how much he wanted to to affect the game, but not necessarily doing it in the most effective way. And now, I, I mean, that's a great point. Because, because now, I mean you just saw his passion. You saw that you just wanted it out there to impact the team, but it really wasn't particularly skillful in every, in every or, or directed in the right locations. Now. I mean, I, I just, I was struck. I I went and looked at the time in the game because I wanted to make a remark about it. It was the 81st minute right before he was subbed out. I mean, he was essentially playing left back and, and stopping a, a, a move. I mean, and you just love to see that. It It's amazing. Uh, and, 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 and it's directed, it's, it's, it's not cultured, but it's, it's like curated into the, into doing the exact right things at the right time in the right way. And so, um, uh, you know, if you want to act like that was just going to resolve itself without time on the training pitch, without time for the team to come together, go right ahead. But, but I mean, you know, those things do happen in a year so. So you're going Martinelli man of the match. I don't think you could argue with that. Um, any other points that you want to try to make, uh, Drago? How's, how's life in
4: Bulgaria these days? Good place to be? Uh, a, a bit cold. Not so much snowy, but cold.
0: <laughs> all right. Political climate, all right? We're not in like Belarus or anything like that? It's a good... No, no, no. You know what? We don't need to get into that. Um, any nah. other Arsenal-related points that you want to make about the game tonight or, or just the overall situation?
4: Well, nah, let's let's have the other guys in the red room have their say. I know it's a queue
0: there is a queue, and uh, and we're going to try to cover Europe first, uh, since we know you guys want to get on with your evening. So, Drago, great to see you, my friend. Thank you for your uh, for your contributions, and uh, and hope to see you either after. Um, what do we got next? Wolves or wolves. or City? Uh, city. There might not be an open mic podcast. City. I might just sleep <laughs> through. Uh, but uh, hope to see you soon, buddy. Cheers, guys. Take care, Mr. All right, Jared. Where do we want to go? Do we want to stay in Europe, or do we want to? Yes, let's go. To, let's go to Daniel. Um, Daniel had a, a wonderful Christmas, as I saw, uh, buddy. You're on now, Daniel. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you guys. How you
5: doing? Merry Christmas.
0: Happy Boxing Day.
5: Yeah, Happy Boxing Day. <laughs>
0: um, let's let's start off good. with the box. Let's start off with the boxer then, because we're we're naming our our Arsenal player. Not named Kolasinac, who would be your your best pound for pound boxer on the team?
5: Uh, it's got to be Gabriel. Uh, you know, he's our Tyson Fury of our defense, isn't he? He's uh, absolutely outstanding. Um, and yeah, I think for me, it's Gabriel.
0: Okay, that's it. We got two Gabriels in a row. And, I think he's uh, going to be a
1: popular choice today.
0: Yeah, uh, although my, mine is different. Is, is different. It has, hasn't been hasn't been mentioned yet. But, uh, mine too. but we'll,
1: so maybe maybe you and I are on the same page. I, I, we'll I think we is. might we, we might wrap, might be wrap it up here.
0: But, but uh all right. So uh, so you've got your boxer. Um, third consecutive game this week that we've just looked fantastic and uh, yeah, you know, we, did. Um, we
5: did. You know, we did. We looked really good. Um, and we. What I'm liking now is we're adding the goals in. You know, before we were just getting by, winning 1-0, winning, draw, drawing 1-1 and, and struggling for goals. But we seem to be uh, scraping by the goals as well. You know, yes, admittedly, Norwich were poor defensively, but you know what? We took our chances. And Saka's uh, second goal was absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And, uh, yeah, we, we're... um. You know, if uh, Chelsea keep dropping points, we're going to be catching them up. And uh, last I heard, they were losing one nil to Villa. So, uh, yeah, we look- I think
0: they've leveled. They've leveled through a Jorginho penalty. But, uh, but you know, but still, drop points would be would be drop points.
5: Yeah, so we're we're in a good position. I mean, we just need Tottenham to kind of stumble on their games in hand. Um, but you know, listen, we're we where we are, and and we deserve to be where we are you know whether we can hold on to that position listen there's still a long way to go but right now we are where we are because we deserve to be there and i think uh, that's credit to the way this team is playing um i've got a bit of a worry um when it comes to january because we're going to lose a lot of key players uh most notable uh thomas party I'm not too worried about a Pepe or Elneny going because um, let's be honest, all three of them have not been performing well this season, but party losing parties is a real a real worry for me. So it just depends on how we cope when those players are away. Um, but I think we're we're in a good position, you know we're we're, we're getting the wins. Um, obviously we've got wolves, then Man City that's going to be a tough test against man city but you know life is good right now as a Guna.
0: it sure is you know you know one of the things that i think not enough people are talking about is is the the fixture list while afcon is going on now am i correct afcon's a month it's it's about january 9th to february 9th
1: i think a month yeah. five weeks something like that i'm not
0: 100% sure either and you know you get a player back who's in the latter stages of afcon you're not going to you know he's not going to be ready to go maybe right away but um i mean our, as far as the premier league goes other than january 1st which is before afcon uh you you've got the derby on the 16th you've got burnley on the 22nd and that's it
1: well and the, it's the
0: also
5: the following game here. is
0: february 10th uh again you know which which was actually moved from the 8th to the 10th Um, you know, against Wolves, which, um, you know, is presumably after AFCON. And if you, you know, if you got a, if you got players, who didn't make it to the very end, you should have them back by now. So there's really only, I mean, one of them very important in the Derby, but there's against the Spurs team that's losing nobody uh, to AFCON. But honestly, you know, how far down can we fall during this situation? And people talk about signing substitutes for Thomas Partey. I mean, you could. I think you could sneak by. I mean, it would be nice if we had squad depth to where we could bring, you know, someone of the ilk of Basuma off uh, when Partey comes on. But um, you know, it it's not like we have five games where we're gonna, you know, drop five league positions because of it.
1: Not at and we all. Got and the, don't the, forget, the impact of Afcon on us is going to be much different than we thought it was going to be coming into the season. People looked at. Nicolas yeah. Pepe being a player, Aubameyang that, being the captain, and then losing Thomas party Now those we first go to two, two cup kind games. of an afterthought. Yeah, well, we've got three cup games,
0: uh, and I was I was just thinking in terms of you know, and those are important, but we might not have started Partey in those cup games. Um, we might not have you know two of those three cup games. We're going to be playing against a team that, if they wanted to start two of their three best players, they wouldn't be able to because of the AFCON. Uh, in Liverpool, so I'm, I'm not so worried about Afcon. I mean, let's enjoy the tournament. It's it, to me, it's not it, because of the position that we've placed ourselves in right now, where points are in the bag instead of games in hand, and you know where we're not lagging along in eighth place, hoping that we can make a run. We've made our run now, and and long may it continue. But we put yeah. ourselves in a better position to handle obstacles that are in the way, like
5: Afcon. So. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think. We have to be careful because a few bad results and we could drop down the table. We're so close together right now, and I think I think what's going to be crucial for us is if Spurs drop points in their game in hands. And I looked at their game in hands, and they're all away from home. Their game in hands. I think they might have one at home, um, but yeah, they're Ber- Burnley of-
0: away, Brighton away. Um, there's one home. Yeah. So,
5: team. and you know what? If if even if they draw one of those games, it's good for us because while they're catching up, we we could be racing ahead. I mean, look, th- this game against Man City. I- I'm not too worried about the Wolves game, and I-, I know this is a dangerous thing to do. Is look a- look past the the next game, but I-, I think we'll beat Wolves. But I'm. Wouldn't it be great? to get a result a big result at home at the emirates against a man city team i think i think if we can do that you, you know while lucks on our side and we have got luck on our side we've got the players if we can do that then i think uh, i think we we can get through january um you know those that game against spurs at at, um, at, uh, at their place and then the two games Uh, in the the Carabao Cup semi-final. You know, we're we're having a really good season. I know we had that blip in November and it was a very big blip, but we're having a relatively good season. You know, the semi-finals of the Cup, we're just starting our FA Cup journey as well in January. Um, You know, we're in fourth place right now. I think if you'd asked most Arsenal fans at the start of the season, where where would we be in December or 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 just after Christmas? I think a lot of Arsenal fans would put us a lot lower down the table, probably out of the Carabao Cup, um, and probably in a little bit of a mess because David, we, we actually did. Is-
0: we actually did ask most Arsenal fans that between Jared and I, we asked about seven point five million Arsenal fans. We went door to door in in every country, and we said. Where do you think that will be after Boxing Day? Last year, I mean, just think about this. And now I I'm, I'm now I'm gonna get serious. Today, one year ago, today, we shockingly out of nowhere pulled a victory against Chelsea out of our ass to get us from 15th place to 14th, I think, or 13th or something. And now, look, one year later, we're you know, we're we're scoring five goals against Norwich, we're we're beating leads. We're again. These are not these are not invincible accomplishments. I understand that, but I feel pretty good about our chances of taking yeah. something out of the game on January first. Honestly, yeah.
5: and I think as well, the Jan. I know a lot of people overlook this, but I think the January transfer window for us is going to be key because we have to build on what we did in the summer. We might not have the influx of players. That we had in the summer, and I do think we will do business in this window. I I, I get the feeling um, from the club that that they are planning to do business to 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 build on the progress that we've made. Because I get the feeling as well, and from pe- from people I talk to in and around the club, I get the feeling that they weren't um, they weren't uh, expecting us to be where we are. It, uh, at this stage of the season, and to to have the success that we've had, they they expected it that it you know that it would take more time. So I think they will want to build on this, and we have a real chance to really uh, make a claim this season with the the results that we've had. So yeah, going into January, we've got you know this window is key. If we can get the right additions and um, get a few more players, and maybe sort out the six-month contractors, maybe sort them out and then, um, you know, make a few additions, get a couple of players out that necessarily... I I do think Aubameyang will leave, I I, I think... In January or the summer? Do you know what? I think he'll leave in January. I I don't think... And I'm going to say this now and I'm probably going to stick my head on the block, but I'm used to doing that. What the hell? Um, I actually think that Aubameyang has played his last game for Arsenal. I, I genuinely believe that. I, I, I think the way that it's all fallen apart between the club and him, and yeah, I think he's played his last game for, for Arsenal. And, and we saw it last season with Ozil, and we're seeing it with Aubameyang. And any problem that that's within the dressing room, Arteta's quick to stamp it out. And I don't think there's any way back for Bamiang. I really don't. I think if we can get him out the door and get somebody else in, and the club are already actively looking for another striker, so that tells you all you need to know. The problem is Lacazette. If we let Bamiang go, what do we do with Lacazette? Because they're not going to sign two strikers. If they do, I'll be very, very surprised. So I can see us keeping hold of Lacazette and just replacing Bamiang I, th- I think this Bamiang situation... Has, has taken the club by surprise, and I think it's made them rethink the their um, strategy in replacing a striker because it was always going to be Lacazette that they replace, but now Aubameyang's obviously thrown his toys out the pram and uh, kicked off a little bit. I think they've having to rethink that.
0: I mean, I, I would I would give them away at this point. I used to say fifteen million, now I would just give them away to get the wages off the bill. Uh, yeah, at this point, I agree. We, we we've proven not over a tremendously long period of time but i think we've proven that our goals
5: are actually going to come from elsewhere and and the problem is mike as well is that abamiang's causing problems in the dressing room and you know we've got that feel good factor in and around the dressing room you can see that on the pitch with performances the players all working together and isn't it funny how abamiang's come out the side and our front line looks a lot better because everybody's working together. Saka, Martinelli on that side, there's more of a balance going forward. Lacazette up top is holding the ball up, giving uh, the time and space for the younger players like Martinelli and Saka to run in off him and uh, and get the goals with the energy and flair that they have. So, yeah, I, I think Aubameyang being at the side is a good thing right now.
0: Yeah, and and it's 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 the classic addition by subtraction. We saw it with Ozel, and I think we're seeing it again with Abamyang. Whether they can actually get him off the books or not is the question. Daniel, we're gonna we're gonna pivot uh, to the next person in in line, and uh, but we need to get your man of the match before we do. You got your boxer was Gabriel. Your man of the match today.
5: Uh, I've got to give it to Saka. Got to give it to Saka, Mike. Uh, you know, absolutely outstanding. Um, and I know a lot of people giving it to you know lot of people said Martinelli um but yeah you've got to give it to Saka I thought he was outstanding today
0: wonderful all right well Saka I mean two goals and a and a masterful performance hard not to look his way so thank you Daniel for joining us always welcome back talk to you soon and uh and, and best uh happy new year to yourself and your lovely wife
5: yeah cheers thanks guys um thanks uh thanks for having me on as always and uh yeah, take care guys, take care everybody in the chat as well.
0: Alrighty. Up up the arsenal, Daniel. I don't normally say that. It's a little it's weird. I'm I'm more of a come on you gooners type of person.
1: So, uh mix it up every now and again.
0: Yeah, you got to do that. So, so our men of the match so far, we've got we've got Martinelli, Saka and uh and and Odegaard I think have been the three mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh you know, that's a lovely game when you have such, you know, such a variance of that. I I absolutely love it. So um, let's talk about this with our, with our next uh, open micro who will be uh, Alonzo. I saw this tweet uh, today from some numpty on Twitter um, who says, if you don't care about big matchups and the fan experience from a purely game theory standpoint, Arsenal should be going strong against Norwich and Wolves, then resting everyone against City. Lock up six points from those three games, get some rest, and prepare for cups slash Premier League second half. Now I don't know who this numpty was that said this, but I kind of agree with him actually a little bit. Um Alonzo, the numpty was Jared. And uh and it's an interesting it's an interesting tweet because it's very well stated that he is not necessarily saying you should be He's he's just saying like if you really want to maximize Premier League points, maybe you know maybe you kind of you give a a mulligan to or, or a free hit to the, to the city game. What do you what do you think about that, Alonzo? I mean, it'd be nice to get nine points out of those three games, but a lot of people are talking about rotation on Tuesday because it's a game that's so closely behind this one, so that we have a fresh squad for New Year's Day. Would you do it the other way around?
6: Uh, I rotate, Mike. Uh, to be honest, because like. Right now, we have a good thing going, right? And But you know, Wolves are always a tough test for us. Um, now, whether or not our, our younger players who don't get a lot of time in can, get benefit, can benefit from playing against Wolves, uh, it's kind of a testy game. I think that, you know, I think this is why, in my opinion, it was important to play Rob Holding because he doesn't get that much playing time. And I think that he could use that against today Against Wicker's side, so I think you start him against Wolves, um, and and maybe sit White, maybe. But besides that, I think that uh, rotation is important, especially during holidays and in the festive period.
0: Yeah, so so Jared, I mean, he's he's telling you. No, um, no. Which game do you rotate though, Wolves or, or City? Wolves. Okay, so so he's telling you you're a numpty then, Jared. Yeah, and so you like uh, to defend yourself because Ar- yeah, Arnie I the tweet out. think from Iceland that. is also, I, I, and I'm, I 100% understood the nature of your tweet, and I'm just not going to let you get away. I, I'm going to I'm going to give you a hard time for it, despite the fact that I understand it. So I'm here
1: for it. And what I expected when I put the tweet out is that it would get a lot of pushback, especially like we just saw the comment. You know, we don't want to lose 11 nil to City. <laughs> I'm somebody who's more than willing to sacrifice the now for greater results in the end. And at the end of the season, if you're looking at this strictly from a how many points do we need to get fourth, I don't think it makes as much sense to play your strong players in a, especially in a congested fixture uh, kind of setup against Man City. Now, like everybody else, I'm a fan. When cups are important
0: them. when when these League Cup semifinals are important. When the yeah, FA Cup is it's, important, it's not. You know, those aren't an afterthought. They shouldn't. Very
1: be. much so. Yeah, we're still in contention for a couple of trophies there. And kind of my overarching point was, if we just played, you know, if if it was me and I was running Arsenal for a day on January 1st, you would see the four players going to AFCON and a bunch of squad players and youngsters playing with them against City. And I would kind of just concede that we're not going to score or do much in that game, most likely. Because coming away from City with zero points, you're not losing any points to the field because no one else is taking points off that game either. And what I really want to avoid is You know, I don't want to see us go play a very good game against Manchester City. We lose 3-2 on a late goal and everybody says it's a great performance, but our players are tired. You pick up an injury to a player like Tierney or Thomas Party, who sounds like he may be available for that game. And uh, then you're without those guys for those important upcoming cup games. And I think Aston mentioned it in the chat, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more when he comes on here in a few minutes. That Spurs game on the 16th is looking like it's going to be one of the more important games of the year. That's going to be a big swing, and they're they're right below us in the table with games in hand, so it's going to be a big one. So I just think that the risk doesn't outweigh the benefit of just letting everybody sit, let City take their three points off us there, and go attack, take three off of Wolves, take three off of Spurs, and and keep good momentum in the Premier League around that game. So when you followed up your tweet by saying not advocating that they do this, Mm -hmm. sounds like you're advocating that they do (laughs) this. (laughs) <laughs> well, a little bit. A little bit. I guess if I was running the team, we would, because I would approach it more from a strictly numbers point and, and, and total you would points know. for the season. Yeah, I just, and you would I mean, know there could
0: be a lot, like a lot of backlash for it. but, but like Yeah, we're probably, not going
1: to – I don't expect to see it, nor do I think someone like Arteta would do it, because I think they want to keep that mentality of we're in it to win every single game, which you can't fault that. I, I love that attitude. But if you were going to look at it as our only goal is to finish top four and have our best possible outcome in the League Cups, the optimal strategy would be to take advantage of that situation to rest players when they're congested and, and get the points in the other games. Chelsea's and I'm prepared to die on head. this hill.
0: Well, no, I'm, I'm shaking my head because Chelsea has scored. I'm not sh- uh, shaking my head at what, what you just said. So Alonzo, um, enough talking by, by us. Um, <laughs> we have three things we need to know from you. One is your man in the match. One is your arsenal boxer on boxing day. <laughs> And the third is whatever you want to add uh, from your own point of view on on the game today or anything else.
6: Right. So my man of the match today is the Pakeo Saka. I thought this guy was uh, pretty amazing today. I thought that the guy was very um, confident in taking those goals. And the way he bends the ball is pretty, pretty awesome. And I think that, you know, our young gunners are – far ahead of schedule from where they from, from where were at last year and you know there's a confident group of guys like Ugard, and guard uh, and militus roe like well today and as well as tyranny but yeah but, but my man and match and my boxer would be like a Z. um i think that the guy is the best mm-hmm. captain is now our, our captain um uh short term so you know i think that he fights for our team uh do Jacques as well and, and, and Gabrielle, but if I had a guy who would be on boxer on a boxing day, it would be uh, uh, Lacazette. I think that he he fights, but he fights with uh, pride. I think he fights for the club as much as anyone else. And he, he, he has a, a kind of, um, he doesn't get himself into trouble too much. So I think Lacazette's my boxer. And yeah. he can and he can box really well with his back to the other fighter. <laughs> yeah, like, like
0: he's got that skill. Like, like you know, it's amazing.
6: <laughs> yeah, and so, but you know, all in all, it was it was a good day today. I think that uh, Rob Holding, uh, he did all right. I think um, as, a, as as Thomas was hurt, I think Ben White did a good cover right back, and I think that you know, as long as we have our team uh, buzzing right now, I think we could be we could have a chance this Manchester City. Where The game in August when when got sent off, I think that uh, we didn't have a good pair of COVID and injury, but I think we have a team now that could surprise some people against Manchester City. So, yeah, I think Wolves and City are tough tests, obviously, but I think that right now we are we have nowhere to go but up.
0: Well, you know, I always say about Arsenal, like when you start really thinking we've turned the corner. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we pull an Everton. Uh, when you start when you think everything is absolutely diabolical, we pull a Chelsea last Boxing Day. It <laughs> it, it you know, but I told my son at the beginning of the game today, um, I'm like, you know, normally I will pick a a two two. Just you know even when I'm feeling confident because I just don't want to like I just don't want it to speak it into the truth that we're gonna win and by the way speaking of two2 I believe we we have to say rest in peace to actual B- Bishop Desmond tutu passed away uh yesterday so um you know that that's a strange uh, <laughs> that's a strange transition but but I today I was like you know what i'm I'm picking us to win I said I'm picking us to win five nil because I just don't think that there's any chance that we show up with one of those performances today. And before I even got the words out of my mouth, we had scored our first goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, we're in a fantastic run of form. What is it? Six wins in a row in all competitions.
1: Yeah. And I think 18 or 19 goals in our last five games with Noah Obamian, <laughs> the, the boys are flying.
0: Three, two, four, five, five. Two of them are, uh, no, one of them was a, was a league cup game, but, um, yeah, I mean, good times, good times, man. So, Anything else you want to uh, you want to share, Alonzo?
6: Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just pretty happy about where we're at at the at the, at the moment. I think that you know, guys we were talking about earlier about how you know Arteta was right or wrong by holding back our uh, Montanelli, but I think it was right. I mean, you talk about a guy Montanelli who was kind of fragile whenever he started getting injuries and all that, and I remember two years ago he was on his way. He got hurt again, and it's like, oh well, no, here we go. You know, another young gunner who's injury prone. But I think he started coming to his own this yeah. year, and you know, I, I I think you know everyone was hyped up about hyped up about him because he's Brazilian and he has this kind of swagger that I think the whole team has now with, with, with Saka and the throw and Udegaard and and this off Delmonico up a little bit. So I think we finally have a team that. I think. Remember, whenever we have Overham Percy and, and Trevor Gass and Wilcott, and all these youngsters, Wilshire were their young gunners back then. I think they're better. I think this group of here is better than those guys um, back there in the early two thousand ones or early two thousand tens. You know,
0: <laughs> not only are they not, not only are they better, but the team's in a much better mindset. I think mm-hmm. to have these players see a future here. If I was if I was Fabregas and Van Persie coming up and seeing, you know, or or any other talented young player watching the club constantly give away, you know, or sell their their best players, I would say, you know what, this is kind of a building block for me, not not yeah. where I want to be and where I want to win titles. I I would think of someplace else as being that place. Whereas now I think these these young guns are coming through. They see. opportunity they see the future and they you know if you asked any of them right now they would say i envision myself being here eight years from now who knows but i i i want that to be the case and you know if someone sees themselves at arsenal eight years from now it isn't because they're comfortable finishing sixth place every single year Right. right and they unlike the people who left because we weren't in champions league because of them I think th- these people will drive us there and say it's our responsibility to get there. If we don't get there, it's because we didn't play well enough. So, I mean, yeah. I couldn't be happier, Alonzo. It sounds like you're in the you're in a similar boat.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, being a gunner for like I think 11 years now, I, I didn't see the good old times. You know, when we had you know Perez and and Henry and. Bergkamp, Henri and and, and Campbell and all those, I didn't, I didn't see that. So this is kind of uh, new to me because you know we've always finished fourth in, in the league and second, third, whatever. So I didn't see those times. So this is pretty cool seeing um, uh, players, our own players, come from the uh, come from um, the academy and or young players who got because other other clubs gave up on them or uh, other players were bought because they saw something in them in for the future. So. This is uh, this is all this is all fresh and new. This is very exciting stuff right here, you know. Well, and and
0: and I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I'm glad that you are as well, but So hopefully we'll be uh, talking
6: over future open
0: mics in 2022 and continuing to solidify our place in Europe.
6: So yeah, all right, have guys. Well, uh, good chatting you guys, and you guys have a happy have a New Year and, and and have a good Boxing Day and rest of the day today, and see you guys soon you too and
0: you know what have a very good december 27th as well people don't talk about december 27th enough <laughs> i want you to have a great one mate
6: all right thanks take it easy all right, thanks, bud. take care see you. bye
0: all right next we move on to texas uh we have dean uh huge fan of mike hurs not so sure how he feels about us but uh but mikey's not here today i'm sorry man you know,
7: I I know that, and I'll try to get through this the best I can without seeing hers here. But you know, you guys, the B team, you guys are up. No, 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 you guys are up there too. Like, I got love for everyone. Nice, you know, it's just that 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 environment when Arsenal have
0: won like 94 straight games that uh, that that we have going on right now. So, um, so before, not that we're doing this anytime soon, but before we let you go, we got to get your boxer and your uh, and your man of the match. But um, I mean. Do you have anything specific from today's game, or or just from from the trends that we're seeing from Arsenal lately? Or you want to talk about how shit the refereeing was?
7: <laughs> now you know, uh, like everyone has been saying, and like I've even been seeing a lot on Twitter. This is the most optimistic, you know, Arsenal fans have been in a long time. Um, I've seen a lot of people go back to when Welbeck scored against Leicester uh, when we thought we were going to win the league. I mean, it's it's been a lot. That long was
0: time. if you've ever seen Goodfellas. Have you seen Goodfellas? Yeah, yeah. That Leicester game was um, Joe Pesci getting ready to walk into yeah. the to the thing where he thought he was becoming a made man.
7: Exactly. That, that you know. Oh, absolutely. And 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 then
0: the following two months was,
6: <laughs> I mean,
0: that was like I I mean honestly every I was in New York that day, and the game was like a 7:45 game, and my wife was my wife had the like a like fever and so we, I didn't go to O'Hanlon's to watch the game I stayed at home and when we won I was like I was like honey we're getting in the cab we're going down to O'Hanlon's for like the after party and I dragged her like 101 fever ass now, of course she had you know she had champagne and um but uh but yeah I was like that everything was in place at that point
7: yeah and then it wasn't <laughs> yeah, and then and then it wasn't, and, and then it was like
1: Colpecci yeah. at the end of Casino when they're baseball batting him out in the desert.
7: <laughs>
1: exactly. So you know, it just so, so
0: Arsenal amuse you, they they make you laugh, kind of like like a clown, like a circus clown.
7: Yeah, <laughs> you know. The, not laugh but it's been a lot of smiles lately right so you know everybody's kind of been mentioning it since uh obama got stripped of his captaincy it's been five straight wins jared mentioned it a little bit ago 19 goals and two against in that time so you know it's they they took a a bad situation coming off of two losses and coming off of you know your captain kind of shitting the bed and, and losing you know losing it again and They've just turned it around and, and totally gelled together and became a team, which is amazing to see, especially with the group of young kids that we have. Um, as far as my – I'll get to my boxer. So my boxer, my first one was going to be Jaka, which got taken. My second well, one you, was going to be can, Gabrielle.
0: We, you can do repeats.
7: No, no, I'm going to go on a little curveball, and I think this might be where you guys are going. I'm going to go tyranny because he said pound for pound. And pound for pound – i think tierney would be a bulldog in the ring so uh, oh, exactly.
6: he's yeah, gonna be mine yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's I mean, got
1: some the, toughness, that's for sure there, yep.
6: there's
0: no there's no reason to hold this back that was that's absolutely mine
1: uh jared was that yours it
0: actually is not if it's not oh, okay, wow. then then, all right then don't then don't say it um but we, we yeah we, I mean, we from that much,
7: what's up? i'm thinking jared is patino Uh, probably and you know it was good to see the uh the fans the the way fans cheering him again and and singing his song trying to get him on the pitch which would have been good but you know we're probably going to need him here in the next couple weeks and then some of these cup games um man of the match for me is going to be another little bit of a curveball i'm gonna go ben white uh he was someone who i was really really um cautious about coming in with the with the price tag he had a rough couple months in my eyes starting out he settled in nicely in center back and he did great today covering uh right back where we apparently all of our right backs hang out together because they all got COVID. so good to see the camaraderie with that position group i guess but they had, uh, they had a
0: big right back sneezing party where they all just sat in a circle right? and
7: sneezed on each other so uh but not each other's he, fingers <laughs> absolutely he did great going forward he did great coming back
1: yeah no <laughs> i love when he shakes his head like approvingly. it's know. like it was there and then yeah, but he's no smiling. Matter, even no, when it's a good he... joke then you have to turn the corner and just take it too far yeah, every yeah. single time
0: I, I don't know where to <laughs> stop i don't but,
7: but yeah uh, yeah so you know he and White it was great today he had that one little pass that he misplaced where if pookie wasn't you know a kind of a slower version of Giroud, he might have got across goal and uh had a maybe had a chance for him but you know i he was not on today and holding had him you, in his pocket all day dean when, uh, you were, dean when you were like 21 22
0: years old did you ever envision yourself like growing up being a man and and then saying a sentence like yeah when pookie was a slower version of jerud like like, like, like
7: <laughs> absolutely that, not that doesn't even make any sense to someone who doesn't like follow football as religiously and and i didn't i didn't i I didn't start again i didn't start following football the the world football until probably about six seven years ago so um yeah when i was 21 i i had absolutely no clue who any of these guys were i knew Henri, (laughs) and that was about it which is why i'm here as an arsenal fan but um the you know the the team as a whole you know it's looking good. Um, there was a little of Nobody's touched on this yet. Within the last hour, uh Demarzo and Fabrizio Romano are are tweeting that Roma are in advanced talks for a loan with Maitland Niles. an option home. to buy, which is really interesting to me, especially since we're about to lose Partey and El Nini to AFCON. Um, so I do really, that like on
0: the last day of January, not on the right. first
7: few days. Even at, even then, you would think that they might have to to bring somebody in or uh, maybe not in january but i mean obviously we're gonna have to do it this this summer um not in a striker i think are the two positions that we're going to be looking at i kind of agree with i think it was daniel um who said that Yang might have played his last game um for arsenal i think he might be out in january i think personally lacazette's going to run out his contract obama Yang's going to be gone i wouldn't be surprised if we move on from pepe and saliba this summer and kind of if, if that happens, that's going to be all of our French and French-speaking players kind of together um, out of the team, and we're kind of going to be moving into a different direction um, as a whole. For me, I think it'd be tough to bring in Saliba back into this team without a good, you know, kind of French-speaking senior player for him to, to kind of lean on and things like that. So we'll see where that goes. But, um, you know, I think I speak for, you know, Kyle, what everybody else has been saying is, you know, Let's keep the good times rolling and and hopefully we can get uh, get top four I think it was I think it was Jared too I saw tweet out earlier that we're on 35 points at the Midway which mm-hmm. has been good enough for fourth place pretty much every Premier League campaign ever so we just keep this pace we should be good to go and and, and as far as our our big three games
0: let's call them the big three games we're, we'll have City completely out of the way by the first.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: we played one against Liverpool uh, at their place. We'll have the home game remaining in addition to the Cups. And then Chelsea, we we played at their place or we played them at home in that second game of the season? I think that was at home. We played them at home. home,
1: I believe. I think yeah, we, so we got to for them. Away them, to from them. Yeah.
0: And, and Chelsea are kind of a strange club. I mean, you know, they're, they're beating Villa now, but only barely. And, I mean, I, I they're the one out of the three teams that I think we could take a point off of or, or yeah. even three points off of. Agreed. So um, – so um, so yeah, I mean it's it, uh, I, I don't know what to do with the optimism because we actually have not accomplished anything yet. Yeah, and like it and and the the cautious people, the the Arteta folks that are generally not yet convinced, which is the nicest way of saying it, will be like you know slow your roll. We haven't actually accomplished anything yet, um, you know. And 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 I agree with that because you know. Our second half of the season last year, which people mocked about the second half. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but the second half of the season last year, that table that they showed from Boxing Day on, where we were either second or third in the league, people shat on that table and said, it means nothing because we still finished eighth. We had no silverware and so on and so forth. And I'm like, it doesn't mean anything as far as honors, but it means we're improving. Well, and and now... and i said if it was the reverse if we had started the season and and boxing, they'd been second or third in the league and then you know and then tailed off and been 15th for the rest of the season and ended eighth i said people would have been happy at that point where we were second and third then they would have you know they would have mourned a collapse and they would have said you know what this is untenable we got to get rid of the rid of the team so so how can you not look at that now after a three-game blip in, in you know, for various reasons in, in late August and say that form in the second half of 2020-21 season has not just simply continued in the 2020-21-22 in the, in the season.
1: And the thing is, it absolutely has. Now, if you go back and look from Boxing Day last year to Boxing Day this year, there's only one team in the premier league that has more points than Arsenal and it's Manchester city yep. right now. We're tied second with Chelsea and that's a full calendar year. So really kind of the only thing we haven't done is carry it over the, the year we want, which is the league season. Right. But going back a full calendar year, we're second on the, uh, in the, in the table in points one ahead of Liverpool and on par with Chelsea. And I, I'll bring up two um, cause you mentioned the three game blip uh, to start mm-hmm. this season. Dean earlier, I saw he put up on Twitter and I'll just read it out. It says, taking out the horrendous August start, Arsenal are 11, 2, and 3 with a plus 17 goal difference this season. So it really was more of a blip than the team you know, being subpar. They had a bad three-game stretch. And outside of that, for a full calendar year, they've been very effective and playing well. So I don't see any reason to say that it's not possible for us to continue with another five, six months.
0: Oh, I don't think so. The, w- the way we're doing it is is incredibly sustainable, too, because <laughs> we're showing that, I mean – we're we're doing it in the, in the in light of losing players like Aubameyang, mm-hmm. who we thought that we were attached to. I mean, personally, I'll take that one step further. If we remove the games against Everton, uh, Man United, Brentford, Chelsea, Man City, and then all the games we're, we're undefeated, year,
5: <laughs> if
0: we I just we if, we those, right now. if we remove those, we are the best football team of all time.
7: And to be fair, out of that group, um, you know Brentford was kind of rough because his first game of the year, we had COVID issues, which apparently we're the only ones that don't get a pass for that. Uh, Chelsea and City, no one, you know, really expected too much from that. Uh, taking out, you know, United again, who's another really good team, who um, you know we got up on, should have probably beat them. I can't get rid of this <laughs> these dots of the uh, of the sun, but. Um, <laughs> It's really just been the everton game right the everton game has been the really the only one that we that we just played really bad right we played down to our competition it was kind of the shades of the arsenal of the last couple years to where you know it's a game that we should win but you're kind of nervous because we're not putting them away and then they come back and and you know take the game and take the three points from us where they've been horrendous the rest of it gets everybody else so
0: Here, here's I was, what i here's what I'm laughing at because i've, I've I've just put myself in that devil's advocate role yeah. of being like a critical Arsenal fan, watching this podcast. And I would be tearing into us right now for just like conveniently framing everything in the way that makes Arsenal look great. And and I'm not going to apologize for that. I, that's what makes me feel better. And, and, I, and, and, you know, you're, anyone that comes on this podcast on gooneropenmike.com is welcome to share their opinion. We don't need an echo chamber in here. We just all tend, you know, and I, and I, and, yeah. and we'll hear some stuff from Aston in a few minutes, because I can see you shaking your head at me, uh, <laughs> lovingly, uh, in there. And, and I know that there are some areas that we disagree, um, on, not, not the positivity or negativity of the team, but, but on some players, specifically Obama Yang. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we could be carved apart for, for really conveniently talking about all the stuff. True. You know, after removing all the stuff that wasn't good, but it doesn't mean it's not a valid opinion, and and, and and it's not nice to hear. And and look, Arsenal are in the process of trying to remove those things. They're trying to remove the Everton and the Man City Man City game, and the Brentford game. They're trying to remove that by learning from their mistakes, and there's evidence that that's happening.
7: No, absolutely, but it, and it's kind of hard to to not kind of see, like you said, those first three games as a blip, and then that United and, and Everton back to back as a blip, because after that, what else has there been? It's, it's been you know pretty solid, good performance from a young team. Um, that you know it's hard to not be optimistic about a team that's so young, playing so well with a young manager. Um, you know, I've I've been one who's been. A little bit more cautious with my approach of of arteta and and the team saying we're obviously young he's new manager give him time give him at least a couple years two three years and it's hard for people to say that but just having been an american sports fan too and seeing the turnover of coach after coach manager after Mm -hmm. manager it doesn't it doesn't do anything for your team You, you just are constantly in turmoil constantly in change you need you know two three four years to to get some ideas going and, and to get your culture and the players you want. So um, to see them kind of stay the course with Arteta, even though it's still only been about two years, uh, but to go youth. And, and I guess the big thing is the summer signings, right? The summer window could go down as maybe one of the best ever for Arsenal. Um, definitely it's going to be hard to to kind of, you know, see in the future two, three years where we are, but Right now, it's looking pretty good with a with a rather small sample size of, you know, the first half of the season. But um, there's not a lot not a lot to to be grumpy about right now, as Jared said earlier. If you're looking for some negative, you're really kind of searching. Uh, even though they're always there, you know, if, if you're if you're overly negative, you're just a, a negative person at that point. Um, so, you know, we'll see where it progresses. We'll see kind of how some of these players. Um, Uh, You know, Aubameyang and and other players like that. Pepe, I think, is going to be an interesting one uh, where they're at here within the next six months or so um, and who we can bring in to see if we can take that next step and hopefully be in the Champions League, you know, here in the next couple of years, you know, next year, hopefully, at at the very least, Europe next year. Um, And then here in the next two, three years, maybe challenging for Premier League titles with the top four or five teams. Well, guess where will we will not be picking up three points
0: on tuesday uh, no and, and it ain't because we're going to lose so dean we're, did we did we get we got your boxer on your man of the match because we have some breaking news and, and and colin actually broke it in the uh in the private chat so mm-hmm. i'm going to bring him on real quick to uh
7: to to break it for oh. us all. but uh but dean are you uh are we good i'm good thank you guys right, uh, happy holidays merry christmas to y'all um and Hopefully, I'll be back. I, I it's been a while, so I was going to joke that I'm kind of like a bumming. I just kind of show up in the good times, and then uh, <laughs> you can be
0: late. But you can be late to this podcast and still get on. That's the one thing we don't. We we haven't cracked the whip that much on it. So.
7: I appreciate that. Hers, I know, is probably cracking the whip on me in that podcast. So he is. We'll see. He, he so. definitely is. All right, love you, Have man. Good one, Take guys. Care. Thank you.
0: Bye bye. Hey, Dean, we'll see you. All right, we're gonna bring on the final two guests together. Actually, um,
1: all right, guys. Kind of big news dropping right now. The Tuesday hey, morning.
0: Hey, Tuesday morning, I don't got to get up early. Is that what you're telling me now?
8: Looks like it. Looks like it.
0: Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to, fu- I was a little distracted because I was trying to find your source. Aston uh, and Colin both actually ended up breaking this, but Arsenal and Wolves have been postponed. Uh, disappointed, uh, happy, relieved? What are we? Uh, uh, I mean, uh,
3: I'm, I'm super disappointed. I, I, l- listen, we just played. What 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 was this? 3-0 uh, to Southampton, 2-0 to West Ham, 4-1 to Leeds, 5-1 to Sunderland. First goal scored at the Emirates since October by the way, and then 5-0 today. Yeah, we were going to cream them and apparently we're the only team where if we have covid, it's okay to it, it's okay for our game to go on and for the other team to roll us over. I thought that was the whole point of having a squad in the first place. But but of course, but of course, when it's other teams, of course they can. <laughs> we will we'll call the game off for them.
0: How many Arsenal players against Brentford had COVID? I know Gabriel did. I it, know some it, of our I best players did. It, it, it was four. It was four. four.
3: It was Gabriel, Lacazette, Aubameyang, um, and Jacques. Wasn't it? Lacazette. It was uh, Runerson. 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 Runerson, Yeah. Okay, so three.
8: And he he counts as two.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of look at that and I'm like, you know, a it was a little different. B, it was three or four players. Right now, they're you know some of these teams have like seven, eight players uh, with COVID. But I do think it's kind of ridiculous that they not be made to play. The, I mean, you have 24 players and you 23s. Like like locked up Some teams are having bigger problems than other teams. Is it? I mean, there, there, there's a responsibility on the teams to do that. So I do, I do not agree with the games being postponed individually, either lock up the entire league and, like the NHL is doing here and, 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 and have a pause in the season, which sucks, but at least it, it, it's an attempt at preserving both the fans' experience and the, and the integrity of the game.
1: Yeah, the competitive fairness is the issue and looking at the athletic article that that Colin was referencing that that broke this one of the early parts of the article says the Wolves Wolves currently have a number of players sidelined with injury and names off like five of them. We don't injury get injury that shouldn't have that, that shouldn't have, part have it's a court. damn it thing have to do deal with it. Like COVID's yeah. a different thing if your whole team gets it but if you have guys get hurt that's everybody and everybody else deals with it and gets squad players and subs and moves on. I, I don't accept injuries as a reason to postpone a fixture like this now you could say
0: you could say that like our you know leads who we should have beat anyway were ravaged by covid and injuries and and we we got an easy three points against them same today against norwich so i mean are we benefiting from this by being able to play our games and bag these or are we not benefiting? in front we're benefiting from it but other teams no. are benefiting from. I mean, would you rather have league congestion or would you rather be, you know, Tottenham and, and be playing? Well, I guess another team playing those games with with a short, you know, because they're going to have fixture congestion early in next year, but they presumably, theoretically, going to have all their best players on the pitch who wouldn't have been had they had to play their games. And that's what's, that's what's irking me is that, you know, if this is just like anything else. It's just like injuries. It's like food poisoning. You, you, you know, if your best eight of your best eleven players aren't fit to play, but the league is still in session, you should have to play the next best eight.
3: Yeah, last time I checked, Ben White was playing right back today. So I don't want to hear shit about people in COVID. Like, I'm sorry. That's the whole reason why you have a squad. You name at least 25 players. Like, I'm you're a Premier League team that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Figure it the fuck out. Like, it, it, the competitive the competitiveness is 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 a joke. And like I like I was saying before this this doesn't reflect so much. Like, I, I'm not mad at Wolves. I'm at it at the Premier League because this is the same corrupt FA that's had what – I mean, we can't imp- introduce VAR, and, and we expected them to have COVID on the lock. Of course they don't. Of course they're just winging it, and they're showing it again. We need real leadership up there.
0: Yeah, and, and, and they'll do whatever they can for Spurs and United to yeah. avoid fixture congestion that is anti-competitive for them. They'll figure out a way of, I mean, the, the, the games will be played in June. I said earlier, uh, I forget whether it was here or, or on ABW, but I'm like, they'll play games into June or they'll play, you know, they'll move games from where they were so that there aren't any 48 hour turnarounds. You know, they'll move a Sunday game to Monday just so that they can play a makeup game on Thursday and not have to play Thursday, Sunday. I mean, it, you just watch, that's what's going to happen. Um, they should, I, be, they should be made to play at the earliest possible opportunity with at least forty-four hours wait. Because our game against Wolves was going to be forty-four hours or something like that, uh, forty-six hours from, from kickoff to kickoff. So that should be the that should be the minimum, forty-six hours. As long as you plug in a game there, if you got a game on Sunday and Thursday already, then you should have to play on Tuesday. In between. To make those I, games up as soon as possible, not in April, once you've been knocked out of Europe and it's convenient now to start playing midweek. You know,
3: it, it, it's sad that we're like, I don't want to, I don't really want to rain on the parade, though, because it's like as shitty as this is and as unfortunate as this is, um, we've been playing fantastic and we've been having the real joy out of the club. I want to read you something real quick. Um, this is a quote from earlier this, um, earlier this year. I think in the future, when everything comes to normality and we're able to work the way that's needed to work with some stability, I think the project is going to go bang. This is where we are, but sometimes it's difficult to see those moments now. I am sure of what we're doing.
0: Was that Lee Gunner?
3: <laughs> Absolutely right.
0: No, wasn't
3: yeah, exactly. It's Arteta. It's an, in a little bit of a Vanguard-esque, like challenging the invincibles kind of way. He's named for a long time. He goes, oh, no, I don't think you understand. And and a lot of us have seen those mitigating circumstances. A lot of us still aren't completely convinced. I still don't think that this team is quite where it needs to be, especially you and I know where my issues lie. If, uh, contrary to what you think, I think Partey is one of the biggest losses that we can have at this moment because his level him and Jaka's levels are so far above our other center mids, which isn't a good thing, by the way. I don't think they've been amazing, but they're so far above our other midfielders that just the loss to one of them and Xhaka turns back into Xhaka and we, we're at a loss. Well,
0: but let me I, just say that it wasn't about Partey. It was about we don't actually have that many league games. It, it, that, yeah. it wasn't point. I don't mind losing him. It, it's that It's not like five games that we're losing him. It's two league games.
3: Fair point, but the question back to you guys is, Arteta, Arteta said this a year ago. Have we finally gone bang?
0: I hate answering that question because <laughs> the <laughs> second I answer it, we're going to go poof.
1: Yeah, you whatever. Or, it or right whatever the games, man city.
0: <laughs> Colin, you <laughs> answered that first. Uh, have we turned the corner? And well, okay. Before that, Aston, what is going bang? What's your definition of going bang? Well, I think that
3: going bang is a return to at least let's say the the Arsenal of before where we have a, for 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 a minute now and this is and this is something I want to be clear about. No, 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 this the, this is something I think most fans can understand. Arsenal is a classy club. We have class above above most other clubs in in England, I would say above all of them, right? But we have n- failed to show our class. For years, for years, we've been playing bottom teams and and just scraping by with wins. We have been showing our class, and that's what I and that's what I would call going bang. Are we back to being one of the major teams in Europe? Are we back to being a team to be feared, to be looked out for, a team that might actually have a shot at being one of these English, um, one of these top four st- stable England sides?
0: Because okay. we haven't been. No, and and Colin, I would I would say is. Are we back to that, or are we still kind of, despite our our stature, are we still kind of the scrappy underdogs who are playing, punching above our weight right now? That's the question.
8: Yeah, I don't think we're punching above our weight by any means. Um, I think that really the one piece of maybe you know data that you can point to uh, if you're trying to argue against that we've gone bang is our performances this season against the sides above us in the table. Um, That's really been the only downside to this entire season. If you look at it at a, you know, at a pretty macro level thus far. Um, But we're fourth in the table. The metrics all say that we deserve to be fourth in the table, um, which is something that as an Arsenal fan base, we've always... It was none of this been, XB
0: like we're performing. Yeah, we've
8: always been very wary of. I, I'm even, you know, thinking back to the the giant Unai Emery unbeaten run, where there was a lot of the fan base that was going like, these metrics don't the actually guy. look very good. Like we could have <laughs> lost a lot of these games that we haven't so far, and that's not what we're seeing this season. Um, the games that we win, we deserve to win, which is really nice to say. Um, we are giving convincing performances um, on a consistent basis, which is something that we've not been able to say. Um, so, you know, looking, I'm, you know, the main reason why I'm bummed about the uh, Wolves game getting postponed is just because I was excited to see what Arteta had planned. Um, I was really interested to see how much he would rotate. Lacazette played the full 90 minutes, so I think that he may have had another another idea for the Wolves game. I think he would have yanked Laka at the hour mark if he had wanted to start him against Wolves. So I think he maybe had other plans for our striker position. Um, you know, would be interesting to see if, if in could get a spot to start or Pepe. Um, he has played Smith Rowe as a false nine before. Um, and I'm looking at the way Lacazette plays his game now and the way that our formation is and you know our system moving forward and maybe there's something that i'm not seeing but i absolutely could see smith rowe slotting into that false nine position that lack has been playing um i wouldn't be surprised oh if we see that at some point this season just given the fact that arteta did try it in i think it was was it the europa league semifinal against villarreal the <laughs> let's not talk- leg <laughs> the is last time won- i
0: saw aston let's not talk <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just saying. I mean, I I'd love to talk about Aston and I, I hanging point. out, but the game was not good.
8: But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, but so I mean, we've got we've got City that we're looking to next, and we've got Spurs as well. So I think that you know, obviously, those two games are going to be really, really important in terms of you know, are we able to finally compete in these like games that we have not been this season?
0: We got we got Jorginho about to. Uh... Win the the golden boot on penalties alone. Jesus,
3: I, yeah, just like Vol- I Let me let me actually change the question then and pass it back off to you guys again. If we haven't quite gone bang yet, and I think that's I think it's a fair statement to say that we don't think that we are better than Chelsea or Liverpool or City yet. We we may have. I think it's a big deal that we think that we're better than everybody else. To be fair, like the fact that we think that it's fair that we're in fourth. But if we haven't gone bang yet. What do we need? What, what are we looking for? What are the things that will take us or at least keep top four for the rest of the season?
0: Consistency, pure consistency, and, and health. Um, you know, we've seen teams outpunch their coverage or out, you know, punch above their weight like Leicester, like uh, West Ham last season. And the thing that those teams, you know, and I'm talking about Leicester in, you know, in their championship season and, and their top four outcomes where you know where, where they just had an incredibly healthy year because they didn't have a huge squad we've got a bigger squad but I mean we can't afford to be dropping you know a lot of our young guns I don't even want to talk about it or think about it uh, to any kind of long-term injuries but um, I, the reason I think we haven't gone bang yet is because we haven't proven that we are able to do what other teams have been able to do which is I mean, West Ham got up for a game against Liverpool and knocked them off. Knocked them off. Uh, Spurs have been able to perform fairly well against the Manchester Cities and the uh, Liverpools of the world. They're not, you know, they they're, they're not losing those games automatically. In fact, I think they beat City and they drew against Liverpool recently. So, you know, those that's what we need to go bang uh, is, is to be able to take those rare points. I don't think we need to go bang this year. I think we just need to stay where we are and get to get to Europe. Um, And, and we can get to Europe. As I've said many, many, many times, we can get to Europe doing exactly what we've done over the last three months, which is winning almost every game against the teams below us and, and, and learning and getting closer and closer to the teams that are above us. And, you know, with the exception of the Everton games, which have to be, those have to be eliminated. But honestly, Everton and Brenton, Brentford, if we just take those two out, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think we're on track, um, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves uh, because we need to prove that there isn't a kind of a, a lull in, in, in this situation. And the lull could either come in January. It could come in February, but Jared, um, are we banging or, or, uh, I don't mean you and me, like, <laughs> after mean, the show,
1: awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, what I would add to it, we what have I'm a saying, special <laughs> attachment to our computers that allows us to... <laughs> <laughs> there are well, toys would, that do that. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, add I mean, to what you're saying, it, it kind of goes along with consistency. And we mentioned Everton and Brentford. The one thing I think that we haven't established we're able to do yet is get a result in games when you're not playing well. We've had a lot of games where we've went out and played well against good teams and got a decent result. We've obviously like, games against Norwich today. We dominate and get the win. But you look at a game like Everton, where your team is obviously you're just not on it. You're not playing well. Good teams find a way to get some sort of result out of that game, and thus far we haven't really been able to do it. So I See, think that's Burnley kind of the next the step best. for this group of players. Burnley and Norwich might earlier
0: in the season yeah. might have been yeah. good yeah. Those of that were the team. two.
1: Mm-hmm. But but you know those were teams we should have been spanking, but I mean, mean, yeah, those aren't games that we should really be, we, we should be dominating teams like that. We shouldn't be looking to eco point out against a Norwich city.
3: Yeah. But I think that to, to your point, ugly win. Right. Um, Mm -hmm yeah but uh but like okay so i know everybody's talking about the obama yang thing which i think everybody needs to chill about the guy won us to like has won two fa cups with us a golden boot with us the dude's done a lot let's not use our success to beat him with he hasn't complained he hasn't come out to the media he hasn't done shit okay so just let him be uh if he's gone he's gone i agree that we're playing better but I don't think that's necessarily down to Obamian. Are,
0: are that being- we beating him, though, or are we just pointing – I mean, I mean and, and if we are, tell me because, uh, you know –
3: I, I think so. I think the disrespect with the, like, he's the reason why we suck is why we've sucked for so long is kind of the narrative that's being spun a lot, and I don't think that that's fair. I think Aubameyang was hot even earlier in this season. There was a period of games when he scored, like, five goals in, like, four games or something, and then he cooled off again. So I just don't think it's a fair dichotomy. But, but what I wanted to say, though, about that, because let's move on to the future, which is, listen, we've got, like – what, two uh, – probably two striker spots that we need to fill, right? So, like, who are we looking at? Because right now I can name midfielders all day that are fantastic, that I think that would fit our team. You know, me and Bruno Guamara basically have a love affair. But who's the – who Who are the strikers that you think that we could get or, or that would fit our system that aren't Erling Holland? You know what I mean?
0: When you went to your friend's house after we were at the hotel together uh, down in uh, Sarasota – did you go to was was your friend Bruno Gremiers?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's was that, exactly was that where you I, slept that night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> him and him and his. Uh, he actually, and then we flew to Brazil the day after. It was great. We had tapas,
0: and you and you hung out with uh, Aaron Ramsey that night. Yeah, yeah, talk shit <laughs> well,
3: about Giroud. <laughs> well, Giroud was there too. He was just really sad and in the corner.
0: Yeah, because you wouldn't. You, you told him he sucked. Yeah, yeah, but
3: I mean, I told him he was pretty and he just kind of cried and it did it for me i don't know it's a weird thing let's move on what strikers do we think that uh, we should grab What love are you looking
0: other going? people to to actually host our show for us. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i it's it's the normal names being thrown out there but i don't think any of them are realistic uh, mm-hmm. i mean can we stop talking about lovic because he's not coming he doesn't want to come i don't even think he would be good
1: i mean I don't think he would come here, but with his goal scoring record, I think you sort of, as the kids say, you, you shoot your shot. I mean, yeah, give him a you call, have to. because I mean, the worst he can say is no, then you cross him off the list and move on. But with his goal scoring record, I think he should still be the top of the list in the first call the team makes.
0: I like the look of Izak, uh, of that Izak guy during the uh, the Euros, but he's not had exactly a very good season so far. And uh, he's, who does he play for? Sociedad, Sociedad, Sociedad. or something? Like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Society, dad. <laughs> that's what my son calls me. Yeah, I would, I would pass on him too. I'm not. I, I don't think the player he is now. It, when you look at what he's going to cost, which is probably sixty plus million, I don't think that's really the market we're in for think, a guy of his age. I think
0: we missed the boat on the guy. The guy that I really thought would be a natural succession to Laka, not so much to Aba. With the is at I think we we missed out on, and he's playing for Jose Mourinho at Roma now. I, I really, I really did kind of like that idea Jamie of Abraham. Tammy Abraham.
1: Well, he may uh, be available in the summer.
0: Why would that be?
1: He didn't get a permanent deal to Roma, did he?
0: I think he did. Yeah, he yeah, did.
1: I thought, oh, I, I thought he was permanent. blown there with maybe like an option built in. Okay, never mind. I yeah.
0: I, I, I thought it was maybe. I I'm think wrong. it's a permanent deal. Yeah. But speaking um, of Italy,
3: uh, Lutar- uh, the one that I say is the replacement for Laca is uh, Lutaro. Martinus. Yeah, but we're never going to get him. But you you find a guy like you, uh, if you go, I know everybody hates stats, but FB ref, you look at who has the most interceptions, Laca is like right up there. Like he's like in the 99th percentile. And the guy at the top is this guy. And I think that's in, integral to how we play. I don't
8: know. I... You guys keep saying there's no way we're getting him, there's no way we're getting him. I think that with the with the way that we've been playing, if we can secure that top four position, even if we secure you know top five and a trophy. Um I think that the cronkies are on board with this project. With the way that they spent this last summer. And the way that it's been going since they spent that money, it's only been looking good. And it doesn't take a genius to look at this team and say, if they got the right striker, this could be a crazy attack. Um, this could be a insanely, insanely good team um, if we got the right striker. So, But does
0: it have to be... And I'm not saying this purely financially. I'm saying this like diamond in the rough, like like we've seen a lot. We've seen some guys come to lower Premier League teams, and maybe this is why they've excelled, is because they're playing on a team where they're the focus. But we've we've seen guys in the mold of Pookie, as a matter of fact, and and who's the guy that came to Swansea and like lit it up for a year or two? Um, Oh, the lion! He did the lion thing. No, not no, no, not not not. Um, no, not the guy. Who was- <laughs> you know who I'm talking oh, about? Oh, that guy was my favorite, and I can't remember. Bonnie? Was it Bonnie? Wilfred? Uh, Bonnie? No. No, no, no. Um, there's a guy mm-hmm. that came came to Swansea and and, uh, and and lit it up a few years ago. But like, there, I mean, there there are guys that are are kind of middling a little bit, but are good goal scorers. And this is why I I open my ears every time I talk. I hear a you know. An Aston or or a Tom Canton, yes, I'm putting you in the same category. Talk about these guys from Spain or from or from Portugal or something that I've never heard of. Andre Silva, uh, for example, Jovic uh, might be a bit a bit too late for him, I guess. I like uh, I
8: like Enes of the uh, the Moroccan. Player. That's player he's been you know, really moroccan. impressing me he's got he's got good height he seems like a good target man kind of kind of player thinking of him getting on the end of you know tyranny crosses gets me real excited
0: i should i shouldn't be saying moroccan strikers don't get me excited because i also you know this is the same you know after the shamak thing because the same thing about chelsea retreads and i and i want tammy abraham uh i don't see him in the same way but yeah johnny david's getting a lot of a lot of love from mm. from uh from from canada uh, another lil player again. That shouldn't matter. I'm I'm the person who talks about sunk cost theory all the time and how we shouldn't care what we paid for players. We should only care what they're capable of. So we certainly shouldn't care what team they came from. We should look at the players individually. Um, but there's yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people there you know the best strikers in the world the, the Erling Haaland and 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 Mbappe they're, they're we're not going to get them and 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 I hate to say that but we're just not so but unless the,
3: unless agent Odegaard comes in there with a uh, with that Nor- <laughs> whispers sweet Norwegian in his ear
0: there was a whole the is Norwegian sweet There's a, there was a whole debate on hybrid squad this I mean they, about yeah. You know, and and Soph and, and, and Kev and, and uh and Harry Simeon were going at it about, you know, why is it so out of the realm of possibility that we get Holland? Because um, we won't
3: spend the money necessary. Holland, the way that we would need to get Holland right now is if we turned up in January and said, We will pay you more than you're gonna get at the end of the summer when you get this contract, and we have to gazump Real Madrid, the and best, we
0: have to the Barcelona. The best um, a- I mean, I would love to gazump those motherfuckers. Me too, uh, me too. The, the, best, the best answer though was given by Harry, and he said there's, there's two words that describe why we're not going to get Erling Holland, And the two words are Mino Raiola.
1: <laughs> Facts. <laughs> it, it's true. Demand
0: 600k it, a week, you think? If you have a release clause, then presumably any team can talk to you. But if you have a Mino Raiola as, uh, you know, as, your, as your agent, you're going to go to four, one of four specific teams. Because that's where he wants you to go, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, and two of those teams are in Spain. One of them's in England, and one of them is in France. Um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so that's you know that's that's why uh, it's not going to happen. But yeah,
8: uh, I and I agreed. I agreed with uh, Super Kev's take, which is you know Holland is the kind of player that is looking for a probable Champions League trophy. He's looking at a team that's um, already
0: in the four or five teams in that discussion.
8: Exactly, exactly. And we need that player that's, you know, one one level down from where Holland is in his aspirational career of what he's looking for silverware-wise. Because um, it is, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not proven yet. Um, it is still, like, we need a player who is looking at this young team and excited about what they can see us going forward. Um, whereas Holland is, like, I'm kind yeah. of the best in the world right now and I want to go to one of the best in the world right now,
3: you know. And, and I agree with that statement because what what I was what I would say is like actually the way that you get him, yes you offer him more money than everybody else, but the other thing that you offer him is what we didn't give Van Persie. You go out and buy an elite center mid and buy an elite like whatever we need like like two elite players to show him that we're serious, that we have intent, that we have ambition, that you're not just going to sit here and take us from eighth to fourth you're supposed to sit here and take us from eighth to first and that's following
0: 150 that's following 150 million pound net yeah. spend window with a 250 million pound yeah. net spend <laughs> window which i just don't think you understand no i just don't think <laughs> you like
1: the upcoming yeah. summer yeah. we have a lot less holes to fill than we did last summer Oh, so not, whatever which, it's going to be, we can concentrate it on just a couple of positions rather than, you know, a half dozen that we bring in to play significant minutes like we did this past year.
3: Jared, to that point, like let like we're focusing on like what we can get. If we want to turn around and look at our own team, we're halfway through the season. What do you have to say about our players? Like, what do you think so far of, of the team? Who, who's, who's the real who's dragging us across the line? How do you feel about the transfers? Yeah, let's let's have it out.
1: I don't really have a problem with any of our transfers. We have six guys that we brought in that are playing significant minutes. I mean, Ramsdale has been a revelation. tomoyasu has been unbelievable. Uh, Tavares has been good. It's, Tavares has been well above, I think, any of our expectations, or at least mine. I had I didn't watch him play prior. And, you know, you, you get a guy of his age for the you price could of You say he's pushed
0: him. Tierney back to being Tierney again because yeah. he had to be pushed. Yeah. He needed that. And yeah, he needed that.
1: And Tierney's been top shelf again but I I think you're looking at a team now instead of having, you know, potentially five or six spots that we need to get players into. We've got two. We need a center mid right now. The team's better with Jaka than without. I know people hate that, but that would be the one position we need to fill. And then a striker. Those are the two. I think this summer that we need to focus all of our resources on. And in the others, I think we've got players that are good enough to get us where we want to go next season. And, and, and also they're all pretty young. So, you would think they're going to continue to improve and, and already be better next year than they are this year. So in the aggregate, we're already going to be better. And then just adding those two spots, I think, would make the big difference.
3: Your player of the season so far?
1: I, I would have to say probably Ramsdale. I think he's deserving thus far. But I did make the comment the other day. Uh, I think he was getting our Player of the Month award. I said, you know, at age 23, he might be the oldest player to get it this season. <laughs> As crazy evening. as that sounds, I think there's a good <laughs> idea.
8: <laughs> Old boy. I do oh, think well, um something that I you know I wanted to bring up here, I wanted your guys' opinions on is I personally really am on board with the idea of trying to get inkedia to sign a new deal. Um I think so that we that can sell
0: them or so that we can play them
8: so that so that we can play him so that he can be a squad player if we are if we're looking at it looks like Lacazette does not want to sign a new deal which I completely understand he's 30 years old he wants to see if he can get one more you know big two or three year deal contract at a top level club to secure that bag as they say um and obviously with it looking like Aubameyang may be on his way out. Be maybe looking for other options. It doesn't look like Balogun's anywhere near ready, which is not his fault. I'm totally fine with him, you know, going out on loan for a year, year and a half. I think that'll do him worlds of good. But if we're gonna if we're gonna be trying to bring in a striker numero uno for this next year, uh, who who else who else do we have? to play to be a squad player especially if we're going to be in Europe we're going to have more competitions we're going to be playing more games hopefully we better be (laughs) um and I think that we're going to need the squad depth and I I totally understand from Nkedia's point of view as a player of maybe thinking that he's ready to be a number one guy somewhere else and not be a squad player so I understand why that there's been why you know why we haven't really been able to to get that contract over the line. But from the club's perspective, I think the deal makes total sense. If we can find a way to get him on, um, to be a squad player, because we're going to need one. And the the thought of signing two strikers in the summer seems a lot more difficult. I'd rather the club just focus on their guy and go get the one.
0: I think Niketia's agent fancies him as a 100,000 a week, lower level premier league starter. Um, Mm -hmm in the mold of like the kind of contract, presumably that, and the, and the spot that Edward got with palace or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know what went wrong with those negotiations with palace uh, last season, but you know, I, I think, I don't know what Niketia thinks, but I think the agent is essentially thinking this guy needs to be a premier league starter on a, on a reasonable wage package, not a, Sixty thousand a week, squad player for Arsenal who, who gets his chances every once in a while. I agree with you one hundred percent. I'd love. I I I think he could do bits in that position, but he doesn't want to be in that position, and he's going to run out his contract. So that's that. Lacazette's going to run out his contract. I if if you could get Lacazette to sign a one year contract to stay next year, would you sign another? And and if you and if you thought Aubameyang had played his last game, so essentially, stick with what we have right now. Would you do that through next year? Or would you still have to sign another, another striker on top of that?
3: You still definitely need to sign a striker because you need to. You have to remember you have a, a. We are we're the youngest team in Premier League, right? So these guys are developing and learning patterns and of play and all these things. And you're going to wait until when, like they're twenty five, 25, 26 to drop a new striker on them. Drop a striker on them right now. Watch him blow up like all the other guys are blowing up it because they're young and fresh. Now here's where I take. Here's Is that the bad one,
0: to get up most of our goals from our from our wingers though? Like. like it, a-
3: it, it, it's not. But it's not
0: six games.
3: No, no. But but they only get their goals because Lacazette is doing what he does in the middle. I don't Which think they. Why get, I'm I do the
0: question if you can get him for another year, would you say okay? You know what? We'll we'll solidify our spot in Europe. We'll. You or know, you could
3: get it. Or you could get a striker that is Lacazette of the future, so that we can sit and they can do that forever and not just next T- year. To me, that was
0: Tammy Abraham
3: but but for but to your point on Enkedia, this is where we disagree about what I think his agent and what I think him think. I think he may end up staying and may end up taking that spot because this is the truth. He doesn't start for a Premier League team. He doesn't. There's not a single Premier League team, I think right now that would take him would would, would switch them inkedia for what they have. And that's the problem. You don't, you don't he's think he's a... better than Pookie? No, I was going to say Norwich. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no. I think Norwich could definitely use him. I, I, I think the problem, The problem. No, by... no. You, you guys all laugh about that, but when have you seen Eddie and Kedia like link up play, play or, or the maximum?
0: But like, who's Newcastle's target man?
3: Oh, geez, I don't Alan even think Wilson he gets... in
1: the middle is pretty decent.
3: Yeah. Like And I don't think he takes Pookie's spot because they need a player that they need midfielders that are going to advance the ball up the field. I don't think Enkedia adds anything to their team that Pookie doesn't.
1: Okay. I'd say maybe a newly promoted side. And they're going... And, money it would maybe be an Nketiah suitor, something like that, I could see.
3: And Norwich isn't a Premier League team anyway, so...
0: That's a fact. That's league one, big <laughs> one of that.
1: They're the first so, team
0: to get promoted that should have actually been uh, relegated. So if Nkedia <laughs> wants
3: to start, he has to go abroad, in my opinion. I think he has to go abroad. Does he want to do that? I'm not sure. That's up to him. maybe he maybe he's down for that. But I, I just don't think that uh I don't think that he starts in the Premier League. I, I really don't. I think that you've seen him bully some lower league teams and we're thinking, oh, Sunderland. Like like, but that but we've seen Nkedia
0: in, in Premier I think, League I think level. We all have the proper context on those performances now, though. I don't think anybody, even myself who used to like bit I used to, I mean, mostly just to get under Tom Canton's skin. Uh I, I used to constantly talk about Nketiah and you know and his capability all the goals he scored in the u23s kind of like you know a Balogun type or chuba abcom type as somebody had mentioned to me where they're just too good for the 23s but not good enough for premier league action i think now everybody kind of understands that eddie Nketiah is a good fox in the box um, when there's space for him to operate in and get into those positions mm-hmm. Which there won't be against Liverpool, there won't be against United, there won't be. You know, it. it it's he's the king of. He is what I used to call Alex Chamberlain, which is Mister July. And you could say the same thing. You could say the same thing. Mister July could also be Mister League Guff. Uh, you know, it's the same kind of thing. He's dominant in those positions. But uh, start him against uh, Tottenham in the Derby in January, and 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 I'm feeling awful about our chances in that game. So that, that tells you where he is in, in, in his game. So I think we're all kind of generally in agreement yeah. that he's not good enough to play for Arsenal, that he might be good enough to have as a squad player, but he's not going to do that. And he's really got no incentive to do that at this point because whatever club he signs with now, he can get the signing bonus instead of a transfer fee. And and uh, and, and that's where he's going to go. Yeah, Le- Yo-Yo in the chat, uh, Leeds, Palace, possibly West Ham, he wouldn't be awful at West Ham. I mean, he's yeah, not going to replace he, Antonio. Yeah, but,
3: but who does he displace in any of those teams? No offense to – like, I love Eddie. I love – listen, hell until I die.
0: Well, like, Eddie couldn't display Samford when he was on loan there, but these teams evolve over time. They might change their formations. Their coaches are constantly changing, so I, I don't know. He'd Arsenal's be,
3: constantly changing. He
0: might – would you rather be the second choice forward or the fourth choice forward? <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, I don't. Th- I think that I think Abba and Laka go. I think you keep Eddie. If you keep Eddie, Abba and Laka are gone in the summer. I think. Lo- I think Abamiing very likely.
0: By the way, and Eddie are gone in the summer. Yeah, yeah it and,
3: looks like we're going to lose all three, which is why I brought uh, yeah.
8: this up because I'm a little yeah. nervous if we lose all three, which it looks like is a very distinct possibility for you can us. You could just
0: play ESR in the false nine like you did against Villarreal. And, you know. There we
3: go. <laughs> Colin, Colin, I'm interested to know what's your which who's your player of the season so far.
8: Um, man, that is tough, which is nice. It's so nice that it's tough (laughs) this year to decide. I'm going to go with Smith Rowe just because, uh, even though he hasn't really been able to get into this team, that's by no means an indication of his performances this season. Um, and I'm sure he knows that I'm sure he's not sitting on the bench thinking like, oh, this is brutal. Um, and that's what I I love about it. Yeah, it's great.
0: It's great. We used to just worry about like, you know, all oh, the players' mentalities. Oh, Alexis Sanchez got subbed off and he's throwing his gloves on the ground. I mean, fuck all that. Get it. This is all behind us now. Emil Smith Rowe, and I'm going to – I'm sorry, Colin, I'm jumping in and I'm agreeing with you and he's my player of the year as well. He's still scoring goals even though he's getting one-eighth of the playing time that he was last year last week. And, and things will go back. Uh you know, there'll be a little twinge or, or some, something will happen and or fixture congestion and ESR will get his spot back and Odegaard might sit or Martinelli might sit for a few games and it's all good because everybody's still plugged in and, I mean, ESR scoring more goals as a sub than he was as a starter right now. I mean, that's just, there, there's no
1: rhyme or reason to it, but...
8: He's, he's fourth in the golden boot race right now.
1: Yeah, only three guys have more goals him in the Premier League this year. Yeah. With penalties? Surprisingly, no. It's Salah, Jota, and Jamie Vardy, I think, yeah, still have more than him.
0: Yeah. Been insane this season. And yeah. to be fair, if you haven't noticed
3: the little subtlety, he might actually have played on Wolves, and he might play on City uh, for, uh, in the City game. Because if you think about it, Martinelli didn't score assist today. His spots might be actually up, and that's the best problem in the universe to have. Because the reason why ESR couldn't get in the team is because the four attacking players were scoring every single game. So now, I mean, it, it's such it's such a it's silly thing, but yeah, Gabrielle technically could have lost a spot to, to, to ESR just by virtue I mean, of not scoring. This Martinelli. Game. yeah, Martinelli. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, and 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 I don't think that. Again, I think that. When you have a mindset and and proper man management, and man management has been the biggest criticism of Arteta so far, and I don't get it. Um, I mean, I understand where it comes from, but in the grand scheme of things, I think there's enough contra examples of the Willian playing thing and the, you know, and, and the 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 Aubameyang banishing thing. I think there's enough thing where he, he has got these guys in his corner. He under the the core of this team, Tierney, Ben, ben Benjamin White, um, you know, uh, and and Brand every deal. single one of the young guns, they all understand apparently what he's trying to do, and are playing their ass off for him right now.
8: It's so clear to see, and even the guys who we always associate as being the outsiders seem like even they're able to mm. you know get in and and enjoy that game time like that 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 Leeds game that we played in the Carabao Cup you know where you see guys like Callum Chambers and Colasinach and Cedric Suarez you know Mohamed Elneny
3: just living it up and celebrating
0: everybody understands the place
3: even yeah. bad at atti- it even bad attitude Pepe has come on and managed to not sulk a- sulk it up like you got to you-, you love to see it like Pepe actually legitimately looks like hey I need to do something because my spot's gone, like I'm so far down the pecking order right now.
0: Was that bad attitude, Pepe, in quotations, or were you actually? Because, because I I haven't seen him have a bad attitude particularly. As long as we're as long as we're 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 protecting Aubameyang against the slagging off. Pepe's well, not no, really done anything wrong, other than not been been able to
3: get in the to, lineup. No, no, no. To be fair, uh, when I say bad attitude, I mean specifically Pepe shows a tendency to sulk for games after he doesn't do well like if he gets that red card against Leeds, if you remember his performances dip afterwards like he takes games to get in and that usually that's what I associate when I mean bad attitude I don't mean like he's an unsportsmanlike player he's very sportsmanlike but I just think that he gets a little in his own head and has a confidence thing and I'm pointing out that he hasn't needed a game or two to get going he came into that Sunderland game and said fuck it let's go
0: Anyone anyone really noticed anything? I mean, he didn't have many minutes today, but I I I didn't I mean, and again, this isn't relevant to anything long term, but like how'd he play when he came on today? I just did I wasn't super focused on that.
1: I mean it's one if we were doing player ratings, I'd say wasn't on long enough to rate. I mean, did he technically get the assist?
8: Did he technically get the assist for that smith Smithrow yeah. fifth goal? I think it yeah. may have taken the the pass may have taken a, a little deflection off a defender.
0: Well, definitely took a, a deflection, throw, but... but I don't know the rule about whether you get the assist on that or not. But yeah. all right, so let's let's uh, we're we're at almost okay. two hours. It turned into an open mic followed by an actual podcast where the two of you were guests, <laughs> which which is great because I just um, you know I, I just got my second bottle of uh, of champagne delivered. But uh,
1: but we are going to finish up. Jared has to go save the world. And we need to hear uh, some boxers from Aston and, and yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and, and 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 that's exactly what I was going to say. We need man of the match, and we need your Arsenal boxers. Um, Aston, start with your man of the match today. Out of uh, all yes. of these wonderful performances, who are you? Uh,
3: Odegaard is Odegard is a huge, huge shout, but it has to go to Starboy Boy Saka. We sat here and we we said. Saka, why can't you bring that England form into your game? Saka, you seem like such a great talent, but you really need to put up the numbers. Saka is putting up the numbers, and that second goal was emphatic. He has a little—he's like a wizard with his left foot now, and I love it. You love to see it.
0: Yeah, there, there have been some comparisons, not by me, but but uh, when I was on the post-game show with a Camp Wonderland, there was there was a lot of discussion about. Both of his goals being of the Arjen Robin variety, I don't know that I go that far because because they were they were a little tighter. Aryan Robin was like he was out further, he was so much more obvious, and you still couldn't stop it. Um, Saka was a little bit a little bit tighter touches and a little closer to goal, but uh, but yeah, Bukayo you- Saka was 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 an absolute monster today. Did you know that Saka is
3: the highest contributing um, goal threat under the age of 21 in the Premier League? He has more goals and assists than any other player under the age of 21. And so, Scott,
0: so ESR must be 21. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. ESR ESR hit the 21 mark.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. that's the only he... reason he's not eligible. And and there is still a guy, and I I, I could name him right now because I have his name at the top of my uh, top of my mind. But there's a I'm not going to do that. There was a guy in the Arsenal America. <laughs> facebook community (laughs) who who said this season like in september of this season i believe that saka was the most overrated player in the Premier league Mm. Uh, that he didn't get stuck in that he had no gold contributions inside the uh you know inside the 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 18 that he was just beloved because he was this cute young england footballer and 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 i think that post that he made was deleted because i looked for it Earlier today, <laughs> and and, and I, it was nowhere to be found. Yes, yeah, so man of the match. Think about your boxer, Colin. Your man of the match.
8: Um, mine's mine's Bukayo Saka as well. Honestly, I was thinking about changing it up because of you know Aston grabbed him, but it's it, four people it. it, it is him. it is what it is. It, um, you know I agree with Aston that I was like maybe I should choose Odegaard because he went with Saka because he was fantastic as well. But it's I just it's amazing how quickly we've taken this guy for granted. Like if he gives us an eight out of 10, no one, no one's really even talking about him because that's just kind of what we've come to expect from this guy. No one talks about his age anymore, which is bananas. He's a bit like um, Trent Alexander Arnold in that respect where people just stop talking about his age because he just, became that good, that consistently. He's no longer
0: a good young footballer. He is yeah. a good footballer. He's just he's like, great. oh, he's one
8: of the best wingers in the league this season. That's just what he is. Um and it no one even really talks about the fact that he can't drink alcohol in the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's he he just beats his man. It's kind of wild. I saw a tweet today that was like he doesn't really look that fast or that tricky but he just makes it look like it's insanely easy to just beat his fullback he, he creates, every single game.
0: He creates just enough space. There was the, the, what, the, the, the point early in the game where he, uh, where he was able to get a cross off to Lacazette, and Lacazette kind of fluffed, the, the, fluffed his lines with the header. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, that defender was giving him no space, and he found it. He found just enough to get the cross in. Uh, so yeah, so- Sokka's a great call. I mean, I, just to be different, I want to point out, as well as being my boxer, Tierney was phenomenal today. Uh, you know, all of the all of the goal contributions, or most of them anyway, well, all but one of them, uh, which Tierney scored himself, came from Sokka and from Odegaard and from Martinelli and and even Pepe, as you talked about. But uh, but Tierney, I mean, between Starting the first goal with his interception. I mean, you're seeing you're seeing all of these team goals go back to a point where we're winning the ball back in midfield.
8: Shout out with, Martinelli.
0: With Martinelli did it on the second goal, I think. Um,
8: yeah. he's getting so good he, at that.
0: Tierney yeah, for- did it on the first goal. I mean, we're winning the ball back, and then about 30 to 40 seconds later after Odegaard does his thing, uh, we're scoring. And and it's, I mean, it, 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 you, you can't help but understand where these goals came from because all the other goals we came from started with Ramsdale. <laughs> and, and it's just, I mean, it, it's so fun to watch. So I'm going to go with Tierney as the man of the match. I'm going to give him a shout uh, because in addition to his goal today, which was fantastic, he has just regained his spot as being future captain, leader, rock, crosser just every everything to this t- and 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 crowd facilitator after his goal today man that shit means so much to me i mean look i love Saka's knee slide he got he, he did so much he he, he needs to teach patino how to do a knee slide uh patino's got some time but Saka's knee slide complete with the quarter turn to the left at the end was was phenomenal but i gotta give it to tierney today uh jared have you done your man of the match yet
1: and no, I know he's been taken by everybody, but rightfully so. I think scoring the brace, you would have to give it to Saka. Um, oh I was going to give a shout to anybody else. It would be Martin Odegaard. I think he's kind of the engine that makes Arsenal go and kind of connects the play. And he does the difficult passes and the easy passes really well. The first goal to Saka, you know, it's kind of the obvious play to just lay it off to him and let him do his thing. And then when you saw Martinelli recover the ball for our second goal and send it to him, he immediately turns and whips a long pass to Tierney, spot on target, and sets up the second. So in stride. I he played a great game, but I would still go Saka just because of the, the two goals. It's hard to not give him his credit.
0: Well, the, 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 the Gooners podcast man of the match is by a landslide Bakayasaka, uh, but, the, but the boxer situation is still up for grabs. So I've, I've given mine as Tierney. Uh, Jared has teased that he's got someone else uh, in mind. Aston, who's yours?
3: Well, it it took some thought. My first gut instinct was to go with Ramsdale because he's absolutely fucking nuts. (laughs) And that's what you wanted. Like, he just would crazy fight somebody. But the thing is, is he might, you know, he might lose himself in the fight and, you know, you you might get something scrappy. My thing is, and what I am completely shocked about, nice to know that we have classy fans, but we have, you're suggesting a fighting tournament and nobody's picked... Takihiro Tomiyasu,
0: like, come on! Well, it's a, I'm, a I'm, no I'm talking brainer. boxing, though. I mean, is, yeah, is, but it's it's a no-brainer. Is, is it, He's, he sits is it wrong him. and racist to, to to assume that he would prefer to use karate than than uh, well than if boxing? You f- if you follow Tomiyasu like
3: I do, shout out to, um, we have a wonderful Gooner that's been translating his um, articles. Taki actually writes articles back home to Japan Ooh. and he has a column and he actually is, you know, describing his experience being a Japanese player in Europe and all that. And he actually does talk, he does have a lot of national pride and he does um, fancy the martial arts and he's six foot one and he's on job all the time. All the time. He's on job. Right now, if I call him up right now, I'm like, hey, talk here, what are you doing? He's like, I'm on job. Hangs up. <laughs> like that's
0: that's the that guy. sounds like you, this sounds from personal experience right here. Yeah, well, I mean They're you pals. You have his pals. Pen All pen right, pals. so you're going with talk. okay, yeah. You got you going with to Tommy Austin? That's that's uh that's legit. Colin, your boxer for boxing day.
8: I'm gonna shake it up too. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit Benjamin White for my <laughs> boxer. I think. Honestly, a lot of it is all the stuff outside the ring. He just, he fits the mold. I love, I love, he did it today too, but he is picking up this amazing trend of any time in the game, he bullies his opponent and it's, there was a picture of it. He's thrown it on the gram, which I love. I love. He ha- he had those moments today. I think he threw it on his story of of you know him um, going face to face with a couple of Norwich players. Um, I think he last last week or a week or two the, the the match against West Ham. He you know posted a photo of him just throwing Mikel Antonio to the floor. Um, I love it. I think he's got the whole the whole boxer vibe going. He's got that Floyd Money Mayweather kind of attitude about him.
0: All right, that's that's a great call, and, and, and I like the, 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 the reasoning given behind it. You clearly did put some thought into it. And now comes the time, in the final minute of the podcast, where Jared reveals his boxer for the 2021 Boxing Day Arsenal Boxer Championship.
1: And it's amazing no one said this person yet. When I think boxer, I want size, speed, athleticism, and someone with a good reach and also has a little bit of an edge to him. Peter Crow you know, Tavares is a slam dunk here. Ooh. He's got Ooh. crazy footwork. He's lightning quick, he's got long arms, got a he'll have a good jab. That that's my guy. I'm rolling with Tavares. You know
0: what? It's uh that's a great call. I, I didn't think about that. Tavaj, uh, no one t- no one picked Thomas Partey. Um, if it was kickboxing, we could because we know he's got that <laughs> strong
1: foot. uh his but, head's uh, too big, he'd be too easy to hit. <laughs> you
3: you love to see it because like you could pick any one of our defenders that for, for once, like none of our defenders have a soft touch. And like Colin brought up, like, I love how every game somebody goes face to face with like white and then our team of defenders surrounds them. And then they just go, Oh, maybe I'm not picking a fight and they run away.
0: <laughs> well, it has been a two hour love fest of Arsenal. Um, Unfortunately, we will not be having an open mic uh, morning on um, or morning in the U.S. in on Tuesday. As we found out, we'll see about January first. Uh, but whenever the next time that we're here, we'll either be here or on the Highbury Squad. Thank you, Aston. Thank you, Colin. Uh, Jared, give me some help here. Thank you to uh, to Daniel, to Fergus, to uh,
1: um, Alonzo. Who else Alonzo, uh, Alonzo no. Fergus, you said. Yeah, you know, we had a good group today. It was a fun conversation. Yeah, I appreciate well, yeah. you guys sticking around for a while to uh, to extend it. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we and and, and obviously you're more than welcome to come back. Uh, we got regulars. We got the one or two occasionally that that, that break their duck, uh, and we love that as well. Drago was with us today. It was good to see him. Um, and Yo-Yo uh, in our boxer situation, we forbade anyone from choosing Kolasinac for obvious reasons. So. Um, So thanks again for joining us. Arsenal are solid fourth in the table. We will not be having an open mic, at least for the last few days of 2020. So happy – or 2021. Happy New Year to everybody, and come on, you Gunners.